48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. Chief Executive says the SEL's revamped elections are part of a new democratic system that's better suited to Hong Kong. Police arrest a man on suspicion of using social media to incite others to wound government and judicial officials. And three students are charged under the national security law. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says the SER's revamped elections are part of a new democratic system that is better suited to Hong Kong. As Maggie Hill reports, she questioned whether it was too much to ask for a bit of loyalty from politicians. Critics have suggested the overhaul of the electoral system is aimed at shutting out opposition. But Chief Executive Carrie Lam said the only objective is to ensure that patriots rule Hong Kong. No one said a patriot cannot run for elections if he or she has a different political stance or is rather critical of the SAR government. Is it too harsh to require people who enter the political system and participate in the SAR's governance to be loyal to the basic law and the SAR. At a weekly press briefing, Mrs. Lam was also asked what democracy means to her. A democratic system depends on local circumstances, the constitutional arrangement and the development process. But we must not forget what we want to bring ultimately with democracy. We want it to benefit the people. I believe no one would promote a democratic system that works against the people's interests. Elect me and I'll make life difficult for you, it doesn't work that way. The CE set the test as to whether the new electoral system is a good one and whether it meets the spirit of democracy, is whether it will improve governance, help solve people's problems, help Hong Kong better integrate international development and boost the city's economy. Mrs Lam said there were serious problems with the vote counting for Sunday's election committee poll and officials must find out what went wrong to avoid a repeat. Dim and Pang reports. Fewer than 4,400 ballots were cast, but it took more than 14 hours for the results to come back, eight hours longer than planned. Carrie Lam said the Electoral Affairs Commission will make a report to her on the overall electoral arrangement and will likely look into the cause of the delay. We have to find out what the problems were and resolve them. Whether it was a technical problem, manpower issues or a lack of training that caused officials to be unfamiliar with the procedures, we must find out. For the past two days, I have been very concerned as to why the problems arose and how we can avoid them coming up again. Mrs. Lam said she believes the Electoral Affairs Commission and officials from the Constitutional and Mainland Affairs Bureau will work together to prevent similar problems in December's LegCo polls. Police arrested a 64-year-old man for allegedly using social media to incite others to wound government and judicial officials. The suspect, who works as a hawker, was arrested in Fanling yesterday. Cheng Chakyan is a chief inspector with the Hong Kong Police. Though he did not specifically mention any government officials or judicial officers, we are not simply focusing on a particular post, but we will view the whole context of the Facebook account or Facebook page to collect evidence to establish the requisite intention to constitute the incitement offence. Three students charged with violating the national security law have been remanded in custody by West Kowloon Court. Wendy Wong has more. Wong Yat Chen, the convener of the group Student Politicism, and former members Chan Chi Shum and Jessica Chu are accused of conspiracy to incite subversion. Principal Magistrate Don So rejected bail applications from the lawyers. The case was adjourned until early November. 
when prosecutors will seek to have it transferred to the district court. The trio are accused of committing the offence between October last year and June this year. Hong Kong APEI fencer Vivian Kong has won a bronze medal at the National Games after narrowly defeating reigning Olympic champion Sun Yi Wen 15-14 in the women's individual event. In a statement, Home Affairs Secretary Casper Choi congratulated Kong, saying she had demonstrated superb skills. Kong will also take part in the women's team APEI event tomorrow alongside teammates Coco Lin, Mooney Chu and Debbie Ho. Health officials have reported one imported COVID-19 case. The 34-year-old man tested positive for the potentially more contagious L452R mutant strain that is found in the Delta variant, among others, after flying in from France on Sunday. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is just coming up to five minutes past 11. Doctors in Hong Kong have reported that a side effect of the COVID-19 vaccines has led to some people believing they had cancer. Founder of the Hong Kong Breast Cancer Foundation, Dr. Polly Chang, says that's because the vaccination could lead to enlarged lymph nodes, which might be mistaken as cancer in PET scans. The scan involves the injection of a radioactive substance into a person's veins. Images produced on the scan would then show any abnormal areas. Dr. Chang spoke to Wendy Wong. We would advise people who receive COVID vaccine to defer any PET scan for about four to six weeks from the last injection because after vaccination, uh, there will be some lymph node reaction. The lymph nodes will become enlarged. If a PET scan is done uh, immediately after the vaccination, enlarged lymph nodes may be erroneously taken to be cancer. So did you did you have any patients or did you see any cases that um, people uh, had a PET scan after vaccination and they mistakenly think they have cancer? I do have a patient who is on cancer surveillance and so she has a PET scan and the PET scan shows a number of uh, lymph nodes enlarged. So she's so frightened that and thought that it may be uh, cancer recurrence. Uh, usually what we do is we do an ultrasound to look at the lymph nodes, see whether they are pathological, meaning that they are abnormal or not. For benign lymph nodes which are not cancerous, uh, usually they have a fatty hilum. And so by uh, ultrasound, we can uh, already uh, differentiate whether there's any abnormal pathological cancerous node or non-cancerous. And if we are still in doubt, we can put a needle in to get some cells out for examination. So for this particular patient, we did that, and uh, we think it's probably just reactive lymph node enlargement due to the vaccination. So we wait for a few weeks, and uh, we repeat it, and found that the ultrasound shows the lymph node is decreasing in size. And uh, so about four, uh, six weeks later, uh, all the lymph nodes become subsided. Hong Kongers got their first look at Ocean Park's new $4 billion Waterworld attraction today. Park chairman Lau Ming-Wai says the response to the long-awaited attraction has been positive and tickets for the upcoming public holidays are already sold out. Vanessa Cheng reports. Eager visitors lined up early for Waterworld's official opening. They were among the lucky few as capacity at the attraction will be kept at 4,500, or half of its total capacity due to coronavirus restrictions. Nonetheless, Ocean Park Chairman Lau Ming-Wai says local residents will be thrilled with the new attraction. For Hong Kong, I think we have all been stuck here for too long. The recreational options in Hong Kong, I think most people have tried them all already. So to have a brand new world-class water park to open, I think should bring fun, should bring joy, should bring adventure to uh, Hong Kong people, whether they are kids or adults. 
Waterworld was originally expected to open four years ago. One of the opening day visitors, Des, says it's about time Hong Kong had its own water park. I waited for this to open like since like a few years, so, and I just wanted to be the first one. And it's frustrating to wait and not see that any water world because every time I have to go to Shenzhen or somewhere else. But since it's open, like it's so exciting, you know. Another visitor, Jamie, came with her husband and says they took the day off to have a go on the water slides. It was really, really fun. We've done a couple other ones. This one's a lot cleaner and a lot newer. So far, we haven't done many of the rides yet, so I don't know about the rides. But this one was really fun, and I haven't been on one like this before. She says she likes what she's seen so far, and will probably come back in the winter. Canadian voters have given Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's Liberal Party a third term in office, but they will remain a minority government. It's expected that Canada's Parliament will have a similar mix of lawmakers as after the previous election, almost two years ago. Mr Trudeau had hoped the snap poll would deliver a majority. Speaking in Montreal, the Prime Minister had this message to voters. I hear you when you say that you just want to get back to the things you love, not worry about this pandemic or about an election. That you just want to know that your members of Parliament of all stripes will have your back through this crisis and beyond. The moment we face demands real, important change. And you have given this Parliament and this government clear direction. Pakistan's Prime Minister Imran Khan has told the BBC that his country will only recognise Afghanistan's Taliban government if it is inclusive, respects human rights and makes sure Afghanistan is not used as a base for terrorism. Mr Khan said this would be decided in conjunction with other regional players, Iran, Uzbekistan and Tajikistan. We will collectively take a decision to recognise Afghanistan and that decision would depend upon will they have an inclusive government? their assurance of human rights and that Afghan soil should not be used for terrorism and neighbours are the most worried about that. So that's where it lies. Human rights groups say they're worried about the absence of women in the Taliban government and the exclusion so far of girls and female teachers from secondary education. British police have accused a third Russian, Denis Sergeyev, of involvement in the nerve agent attack that nearly killed the former Russian agent, Sergei Skripal, and his daughter, Yulia, in England in 2018. Police say the suspect is a major general in a sabotage and assassination unit of the GRU, Russian military intelligence. This is the BBC's Daniel Sanford. This third man is a man that they're naming as Denis Sergeyev, who had entered Britain under the name of Sergei Fedotov. What the British police are saying is that they believe they have evidence that he met with the other two men on numerous occasions over that weekend, and he was essentially part of this same unit. They're also saying that this group of three men are all members of the GRU. And although that's been said by others before, the British police who are responsible for gathering the evidence have not said that before. Police in Malaysia say they're seeking the extradition from Thailand of a transgender woman who's wanted on charges of violating Islamic laws. BBC's Jonathan Head reports. Most transgender people in Malaysia tend to live in the shadows, but Nur Sajak Kamaruzaman was different, maintaining a high profile on social media and provoking outrage in conservative Islamic circles by choosing to live and dress as a woman, posting pictures of herself in a bikini and on a mini Hajj pilgrimage or Umrah to Mecca, dressed in a woman's prayer costume. 
She was charged with insulting Islam, but failed to attend a court hearing earlier this year, where, if found guilty, she faced up to three years in prison. Now she's been tracked down in neighbouring Thailand, where the police say they've charged her with immigration offences and plan to deport her back to Malaysia. New research has found that more than 40 million people worldwide are living with undiagnosed dementia. Alzheimer's Disease International says an estimated 75% of cases go unrecognised. It says stigma, lack of awareness and a need for readily available diagnostic tools have contributed to the alarmingly low diagnosis rates. The lead researcher, Dr George Stottart of the University of Bath, hopes the new portable test will pave the way for routine brain tests for all middle-aged people to improve diagnosis. We have the proof of principle now that the approach works in Alzheimer's disease and we're now conducting a study with patients in an earlier form of Alzheimer's called mild cognitive impairment to see whether we can predict whether they will go on to develop Alzheimer's because not all of them will. And so being a, if, we could, if we could do that, we could potentially move the diagnosis window, say, five years earlier, and then we build on that and, and move further and further back through the disease progress. Finance and the chairman of the mainland property developer, China Evergrande, has attempted to ease concern about its massive debts by insisting it will walk out of its darkest moment. Hoi Ka Yuan said in a letter to staff that he was confident that the company would deliver property projects as pledged. Francis Lung, chief executive of Hong Kong-based Geosecurities, says the impact of any collapse of the group would be mostly domestic. The Evergrande Group has gross debt of something like 300 billion US dollars. So this, that's an enormous amount. If it collapses, certainly it will have a major shockwave in the financial sector in China. Uh, luckily, uh, most of the debt of Ever, the Evergrande Group are held by Chinese nationals, so very few by overseas for, foreign entities. So, so the shockwave will be mostly felt in China. Right of our top stories tonight, the chief executive says the SAL's revamped elections are part of a new democratic system that is better suited to Hong Kong. Police arrest a man on suspicion of using social media to incite others to wound government and judicial officials, and three students are charged under the national security law. Now the weather is mainly cloudy, hot with sunny periods and a few showers tomorrow. Isolated thunderstorms later. Temperatures will range between 27 and 32 degrees. Moderate easterly winds occasionally fresh offshore later tomorrow. The outlook, it will be mainly cloudy, windier and with few showers in the following couple of days. Temperatures currently 29 degrees and humidity is 82%. And that's the news from RTHK. You know, I've sort of heard it a little bit before. It's okay.
to our second hour, the eve of public holiday here in Hong Kong. Of course, the Mid-Autumn Festival tonight, and you're my best friend. How true is that? And in fact, talking about that, i got a very special request coming up a bit later on. So if your name is Zoe, stick around. And even if your name isn't Zoe, you can still stick around. Have your own song as well. If you want to send an email over, Radio Pete at Gmail. This one for Ian, a good song from Donna. Snowdrops and daffodils, butterflies and bees, sailboats and fishermen, things of the sea, wishing. 